All right. Yeah, ready to rock and roll. Yeah. So this is what you're gonna be doing. You're gonna be eating on the man. I, I intentionally ate earlier so I wouldn't be eating on here. And look at you. Can you hear me eat? Huh? Can you I can hear see me? you eat? You can see me <laughs> eat, but can you hear me eat? What are you I, eating? I have a courtesy of episode, muting. On these lost episodes, they're gonna be seeing you eating. <laughs> <laughs> We're not releasing this video. I am I eating. A, I put a shirt. I put a shirt on specifically for the video. Right, but you can also, take it off if you want to. I mean, me with a you, guitar. Or why don't we all just chill out? Because on today's episode, we're talking about Earwake and the Witch with our first guest. You're listening to. We used to talk about this at work. So we have our first guest of the show, Matt. How are we feeling about this? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm glad they are our first guest because they are one of the first. They are one of the first people that we that I met when we used to work. So it's good that they're one of our first guests. Fair enough. Happy Fair to enough. be here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to ask me how I'm feeling? I'm feeling really excited to be chosen as the first one. I mean, I really wouldn't pat myself on the head that much. It's, it was, oh, I am. Just let was, me have this moment. It was all about availability, all right? I have to, you know, humble you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe this should be more than a one-time thing. It's more than a one-night stand for sure. <laughs> we got to see We got to see how this feels, see what the fans look. They, they, they might want them back. I mean, right. I mean, it feels good already. We're, we're a minute in, and it's like... This is already devolving into chaos. That makes good content. (laughs) (laughs) So as Anna has said, Anna used to work with us. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I um, worked with Chad first back in 2013. I was freshly pregnant with my third kid and... I didn't really have any friends at work because, you know, I was still kind of brand new myself. And then Chad came to work and we ended up hitting off real quick, made a joke probably about Pokemon or something. And from there, um, we became like kind of like work besties and um, worked together for what a good how many years at this point? It seems like forever. But um, I think two years initially in that first department, maybe a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. And then, um, but like through moves and job changes and um, changing uh, to go into a different job, you know, because you have to make more money somewhere. Um, we no longer work together. But with Matt, um, you know, there was this cute guy that was over on the other side of the building. And hey. oh, hey. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, it turns out that Matt and I had actually worked uh, at the same place twice. And so that was pretty exciting. Um, and so he ended up working with my then husband. Um, and like, I would just go over to hang out and say, Hey, and you know, that's how we became friends. So I'm just going to jump in for a second, even though you're done talking. So yeah. So funny enough, like we also worked with your husband. So that was, that was kind of funny and weird at the same time, you know, like we couldn't 
really trash talk you because he was around, you know? <laughs> Even if you had, he wouldn't have said anything. He would have been like, mm-hmm, and gone right back to work. Who knows? Right. So, Anna, do you remember how you first met Matt? Um, I think probably, like, my husband at the time said, did you know this guy used to work where we used to work? That, like, and it was not a good place to work, but you know. And so, got a solidarity, just kind of started to get to know him. And Matt's got this really infectious, funny laugh that I could just listen to on repeat all day long. And so, I think probably his laugh started making me giggle. And, you know, once that happened, then, you know, he got to know me and he was your friend and you were my friend. So, probably just being around, it's, you know, just being with you guys made it so that we were friends that makes sense yes i remember being nana is when i was on my training team her ex-husband i went over there to ask him a question about work stuff and they were over there that's my first recollection of actually seeing them but i think when it started to like friendship friendship it had to be once you left. Once I left? You, when you went upstairs. Oh, okay. So at, because then at they one were point, too. I went to a different department in our yes. previous job. Yes. So then once, once you guys were together, then it was, that's when me and Anna, because I will come up there and I'll come up there and talk to you and they will be there. And then it kind of just, just jailed from there yeah okay okay i have a good one um so matt would come up to the area where chad and i were working and the thing about matt is that he'll have a thought and he's gonna just stew in it and stew in it for hours and have a whole conversation with himself in his head head in his head and then come up to us and be like i've been thinking about this and then we would talk about it and he'd be like, actually, I do see your point of view on this. And then even though he had this whole conversation with himself and how we, he thought we would respond, we would respond, not how he would think we would. And so that was always really fun. Um, Cause you never knew what Matt was going to say or where his stories would go. And sometimes, you know, it's just fun to hear about, you know, when you used to do this and you used to do that and kind of, you know, getting to know people, and how they um, have changed over time. But at the same time, you know, like you can see how their base personality is basically the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I'm never like one that's gonna be stuck in my ways. I mean, I have a thought, and if new information is, pro- is provided to me and it makes sense, I have no problem changing my mind. Right. I mean, and I've seen that plenty of times. I mean, that's, that's just a healthy individual, right? Matt, you're healthy. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Even, even though. You know, I I do a lot of that drinking, so my liver might not be healthy. But I think everything else is good. You know, two out of three ain't bad. Right. A lot of, a lot of bad habits you you have there, Matt. Yes. But I'm, a lot of good ones, too. Yes. Oh, no, I was trying to call Matt out for something else, but uh, oh. I'm not, not going to put you out there like that. Well, Matt, if you I, could, you could you tell I was about to say that, and I had to switch it to something else, <laughs> just for people who will listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something that people do in Europe and, and in Asian countries. No, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. The, okay. Wait, the thing, the thing I did yesterday, right? 
I don't know what you did yesterday. I'm talking about. Wait, wait. I'm just talking about the cigarettes. That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I said. I said the thing that I did yesterday. The thing you saw me do yesterday. I didn't see you do anything yesterday. Uh, remember, oh, you didn't see me when, we, when that's the whole reason why I brought my laptop outside. When I you, just when thought, doing I just thought you wanted some air. Nah, that's the reason why. <laughs> all right, okay, so I didn't. All right, just just for the record, I didn't. You know, this whole thing's getting cut out anyway. No, yeah. you keep it in there. Keep it, keep it in there. And I, well, now we're on it. Yes, I used to smoke cigarettes when I joined the when I joined the Navy. I um, didn't smoke, and then I started smoking when I joined the Navy smoke all through the Navy. I quit in 2012. I come back to Japan where I was in the Navy and I started smoking again. I'm not surprised though because when I was in Japan, everybody was smoking there. Yes, and that's what it was because when I first got to Japan, I was staying with my wife's parents and her brother and everybody smokes. Well, not her, her mother, but her whole family smokes and everything like that. So it was kind of like, you know, when you in Rome, you do as a Romans. So But you're in Japan, so you gotta, you know. Do as any Hongjins. That's true. But I do see that you're drinking, but I'm assuming that that's apple juice and not beer. Oh no, it's too early for beer. Um, this is the world famous apple juice in Japan. And I've been trying to tell people who haven't experienced it how good this apple juice is it's kind of like you know in the states you will have watermelon flavored drinks and it kind of tastes like watermelon flavored here all their flavors taste actually like the fruit themselves like it's yeah. for the their watermelon drinks it tastes like actual bite to a watermelon was kind of like watery it's not that flavorful it's that's what their watermelon tastes like. And this apple juice, it tastes like you biting into an apple. It's hard to explain, but once you had the taste of it, you'd be like, okay, this is what apple juice is supposed to taste like. Yes, I went to Japan when I was 15 to visit my sister. And the biggest things that I got out of that trip were one, going to the Poké Center in Tokyo, and two, um, getting to taste the Japanese apple juice from random vending machines that were all over the place and Japanese Pepsi and a 16 ounce aluminum can. And it was the best thing I've ever had in my entire life. And I wish that I could just have that apple juice anytime I wanted, because it was like taking a bite of an apple, except it was in, you know, a drink form. It was really exciting. And I come back to the United States and it's just met with disappointment. Yes. Yes. I was, is. I was about to be snarky and be like, why don't you just go back? But it's, it's 2021 and the world is upside down. Right, and, and it's and it's expensive to fly. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is expensive to go to Japan. Huh? Yes. Well, when I win the lottery, even though I don't play the lottery, I'm gonna go see you in Japan, Matt. So just stay there for a couple more years, and uh, we'll work something out. All right, I got a couple more years. I mean, that's, so you, you that's... just just invest in some of that Dodge coin, and then make <laughs> that come up. <laughs> that's right. On we used to talk about this at work. We also give you stock tips. Yes, invest all your money in Dodge coin. I, I'm not a licensed legal person. <laughs> I thought it was Doge coin because it, it's like the meme Doge, Doge, not Dodge. What what meme Doge? The it's dog, dog that's like much happy crazy like it's the it's a Shiba Inu dog that it says weird phrasing being like I don't know but that's what it is doge dogecoin 
after this thought, dog. I know, I know the exact meme you're talking about, but I thought it was Dodge. I never heard anybody actually verbally say it. You, you could be right. Doge. It's Doge. Uh, I, I've never heard of it, this, whatever this meme is you're talking about. Yes, you've seen it a million times. It's a okay. So you know the meme where it's a big buff dog and then the little sad weepy dog next to it. Maybe. That's Doge. Okay. A form of that meme. Well, I, I I'm gonna have to trust you on that one. So Anna, can you tell us what you've been working on this week? What you've been doing? Well, probably doing a lot of things, but probably um, let's go with I did a couple of craft projects and played some tabletop games. Um, But for my projects, I have been working on this massive Mario Brothers tapestry. Like when I say tapestry, it's like you it's probably three feet by two feet. It's gigantic. And um of course, I'm like, hey, Chad, look, I've been making progress on this tapestry. And what does Chad say to me? Looks like the overworld from Mario World, Super Mario World. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. I mean, so that, that, yeah. that is, what that's level a thing is that? you're doing. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not that. But it's really cool. And it's going to be super cool. And you're going to be jealous whenever it's done in like 15 years because it's going to take forever. But who, I'll who keep that, you updated. Is that, and that's just for you? Um, yeah, unless somebody wants to buy it, but it's going to be really expensive if they do. Gotcha. Okay. I'm not going to lie. First time I saw it, I did think it was a map, too. <laughs> you? Uh, I know. Well, it's my fault, my bad, because I started with blue and then changed to a different shade of blue. So eventually I changed mm-hmm. to red, and it's starting to come up to little together, but it's going to take forever. And I told I told Chad that it, it's probably going to be at least like a year, especially because like there's times when I just take off for like a week or two and don't want to look at it but i'm going to do my best to get it done as soon as possible what, what made you want to start doing it um i wanted something to do so i have been doing what crafting cross stitching for at least six plus years at this point and i really like mario things they like make me happy and like you got me that mario uh hoodie in japan and like um I kind of want to decorate my house with more Mario things. I have uh, vinyl stickers up in my kid's bathroom. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's kind of a dream to have like a nerd themed house if I can have one. Um, mm-hmm. So why not? I can help add to it. And you, and you mentioned something about tabletop games. Yeah. So um, big into Munchkin lately. A lot of Munchkin. Um, what is Munchkin? Munchkin is a game where um, you put cards out and like you have to like open dungeons and you can like add items to yourself to give you a bonus and then you can defeat monsters and you get you get up to level 10 and you win and um, you can have any number of players but you need at least three. Um, is this a tabletop game or is it on the yeah, system? It's, it's a tabletop game and um, so there's a lot of uh, like ones that have come out recently um i bought two one two of them recently the disney version and the critical role D version and the disney version is really really fun it was way f- more fun than like the teenage mutant ninja turtle ones that i got um mm-hmm. and the cool thing about the disney one is that there's like a disney magic aspect of it where that you can quote movie or tv show lines or like seeing and hum any songs or jingles from any like Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, anything of the Disney um, brand, and you can get a- a- extra bonus points added to it. Um, 
So naturally I won because I know the most Disney trivia out of everyone. <laughs> and um, but then we played the D and D version one and it was fun. It was more fair to everybody who like more evenly balanced. Um, but my nine-year-old daughter won that one, so it wasn't as exciting. But um a lot of stuff lately. Um, my partner's really into D and D and critical roles, that's why we bought that munchkin. And mm-hmm. well, I don't really like D and D like at all. Um, one thing that was kind of cool is that there's a character, um, from Sophia the First, which is a Disney show that I really like. And, uh, the king on that show is one of the voice actors who is part of this critical role podcast that, uh, my partner listens to. Okay. Let's, 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 let's pause for a second because in the pre-show you say you didn't listen to podcasts. I don't. My partner does. Are you listening to, so does your partner listen to these podcasts in the car where you're in the car? No, he listens to him while he works. And sometimes I might be in the same room kind of in there, but I'm not listening. Like it's like, these are like hour long things and they have so many episodes that there's no way that I'm going to catch up or want to really pay any interest to it. But knowing that there's a person that voices a character that I think is kind of interesting is about where it stops for my interest. And, you know, that's fine. Um, But one thing that I did play also recently like this week was sorry you guys ever play sorry you know like i don't know if it's milton bradley or whatever it is yeah sorry um, you hit me i sorry. hit your back yeah um, wait I've, I've heard wait what, what what was that jingle i've played sorry i've never heard that jingle before it was on the commercials in the 90s the only thing i remember is like the nasally sorry because my sister my big sister would never have any remorse or anything whenever she would knock my piece out. And so I played it with um, a couple of adults and one of my kids. And that game actually is really, really fun uh, as an adult. More so now, like, if you know you're not trying to be competitive, you just kind of want to play it. Um, it was neat because um, while I was used to the board being, like, of the early 90s, late 80s, um now it was a brand new sorry game it like we opened it up out of the package and some stuff like i have the retro uh battleships game that's really fun because i really like the retro look on it but this new game for sorry it was the design was whatever but overall it was really super fun and like if you have a chance to play sorry i suggest it because it was really fun and then I played any t- tabletop games. I think the last time I played a tabletop game was Monopoly, maybe. Last time I was at home, like in America, so, yeah. Because, like, here they don't have, I mean, I shouldn't say they don't. Here they play a lot of card games, not like tabletop games. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. Um, but I'm not gonna lie, if I see any sort of like Disney type game tabletop game trivia game monopoly i'm totally gonna buy it i may not ever play it for the life of me but i know that it's gonna sit there on the shelf and just gonna look really pretty mint and mint condition on the shelf and if anybody says do you have this game i can say yes but i've never played it i don't think anyone's gonna ask that but yes you might (laughs) i was looking this up while you was talking about the, the munchkin thing they have a rick and morty one too they do. I have not gotten that one yet, but it seems really like it'd be really, really fun. And some right. of the cool things is like, um, 
some of the earlier munchkins that have come out, you can actually mix the packs together to make an expansion pack. And they have lots of expansion packs that you can do for things. I have an Adventure Time uh, munchkin that's really fun. And it turns out there was an expansion for that that I did not get whenever the initial release of the game came out. I looked it up on like eBay yesterday and it's like $178 to get online. I was like, oh no, it's cute, but it's not that cute. It's called a collector's <laughs> item. Um, you just said you have a collection, so just spend the Yeah, money. if it's going to be within a good price range and available at my fingertips. So yeah, or an impulse buy at the store. But yeah, but that was me this week. What have you guys been up to? Um, no. I've been oh. uh, starting to work out. Uh, my, my neighbor above me, he just got deployed and he has a home gym. So now I've been going up to the gym upstairs to, you know, get right for the beach time. I don't want to be one of those guys in the ocean swimming with my shirt on. So I'm trying to get right. <laughs> so you're breaking into your neighbor's apartment. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You ain't got to break in when they give you the key. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so it's about to be hot boy summer for you, man. I, mm -hmm. I, I can respect I'm going to be that. out here wilding in the ocean. Because <laughs> hopefully by then, this COVID stuff, these, these restrictions will be lifted up and I can go out here and do my thing. We, we can all hope so. You been, yes. you been getting into anything else this week? No, just um, like we talked about on last week's episode, uh, I've been talking, I've been watching some more Snowpiercer some Vikings. And also I just saw this new show. I don't know if it's new, but it's new for me. This movie called Marksman with Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson in it. It was pretty this is good. A, this is another one where he's an old grizzled man with a set of skills. Yes, he's a marksman, a Marine Corps marksman. And he has to, well, I ain't gonna spoil it just in case we might do a podcast about it. So, so he's a but Marine yeah. Corps man with an Irish accent. No, he uh, he's none one of those Idris Elba people. You know they can get their American accent on. Man, every single movie, it um, Liam Neeson has been in. He's been Irish. He's been an Irish Jedi. He's been an Irish man in what China training Batman. Like he played a bad cop and a good cop <laughs> in Lego Movie. That is true. And Irish, like the man, does not know how to do an accent outside of his native tongue. He needed to get in touch with Idris Elba then and get him so he can get him right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marksman. Okay, this is a movie, not a show, right? Yeah, movie. And you saw this on Japanese Netflix? No, I saw it on uh, <coughs> Bootleg. <coughs> and um, No, Matt, no. Why are, you, why are you making me edit this? No, but I can't. You, we, can, we can just say that. I saw it on Bootleg. That's why I do a little cough ahead of time. Okay. I thought that was the whole point that you got the cough, bootleg cough. Right. What? what you, you, you're killing me with these edits. Man, just play it back. Let's see how it sounds. Nah, let's play it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll just. So, Chad, what have you been up to this week? So, I went out, guys. Today. So, this weekend is my wife's birthday. Uh, tomorrow, actually. So for her birthday, we got a sitter and we went out and we sat in a restaurant and ate food. And I don't know, it's like because of the way we've had to live this last year or so, like the little things really, they really hit you. Um, 
the last time I sat in a restaurant was August of last year and a friend like took me out to lunch, you know, because we had a baby and everything. But, but beyond that, the last time I was inside of a restaurant was before lockdown. So mm. it was really nice just to sit down, be around people, even though we were socially distanced and, you know, just have a meal. It was nice. I got a little too excited when we were talking and laughing and such. And I started coughing because I was choking. And, you know, it's, it's 2021. You can't be coughing in public, you know? Uh, they said, like, uh, he got the vid. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it wasn't a good look for me. So, you know. Uh, what did you eat? Yeah, we went to Sugar Fire. It's a barbecue oh, yeah. restaurant. We have one of those here. Yeah, they, they're like all over the place. They're big little St. Louis, um, you know, St. Louis area franchise. So, you know, nothing special, just uh, pulled pork sandwich and fries. Yeah, that's what I got. I think I got a pie shake or something when I went. A pie shake? Yeah, they have like pies that you can like put into like an ice cream thing and make it into some sort of like shake or float. That is interesting. Yeah. I don't remember it though. I just remember I got it. (laughs) (laughs) um also this is a big week for us because my daughter started daycare monday so this is like her whole her first full week of daycare and honestly i was the most stressed person about it in the house like my my daughter didn't know what was going on and my wife was like this is good so we both went to drop her off and like the little coordinator lady was waiting at the door because because of covid you can't actually go into the daycare so we hand her off to the lady and my daughter is like super chill. And I'm like, why are you chill? Like you, you aren't used to being around people, but the woman was wearing like a lanyard and she's never seen one of those. So she instant, you know, instinctively just went to grab it and play with it. And I'm like, this is cool. But then we left and, you know, some daycares, they send you like pictures, of like what your child is doing. And the very first picture, she's just like, covered in tears so I'm like okay oh that's so sad (laughs) but you know by the time we picked her up like she just looked like she'd been to war like she was she's just seen some stuff so I'm like Mm -hmm. cool sadly it didn't help with her sleep like she still slept like crap like her it was just like as if it was just a normal day that she had you know she woke up twice in the night and whatever whatever um but yeah the only big negative thing I have about this whole daycare thing is like she's around people now which we want but you know her immune system got a real shock so she's been kind of like sniffly mm-hmm. yeah that's how it goes so it's like you can't breathe so you're sleeping worse now so my everything with my daughter comes back to I'm sleepy mm. yeah well they um, do the- some cute notes though like they did they say like your daughter did this cute thing today um yeah or anything like, like that yeah you know, like she's very smiley and I'm like oh, okay I guess I mean she doesn't know <laughs> you so I don't know why right she's actually grimacing the whole time because she's just like mm, get me out of here yes I I hate all of you please please just let me go home I I, I watch tv why isn't there a tv here oh what made you so wanna, sad what made you want to do it now so before the pandemic we actually got her into this daycare uh Mm -hmm. we so we did like a little tour like 
back of January last year and she was born in June. So she was locked in in January. And the plan was to take her to daycare like in August, like whenever she was like the earliest amount eligible, like six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. And then the pandemic hit and, you know, we, we kind of delayed that, you know, delayed that. So my mom was watching her and like our whole thing is like, we wanted her to kind of be socialized around people since COVID, she's not really around people except us. Mm -hmm. So like at the start of the year, we reached out and they were like, yeah, we can, we can fit you back in in April. So that's what they did. Um, yeah, so far, I mean, it's, it's just been a week, but I think it's going to be a good situation for her. And I was actually kind of wondering, like, had either of you yourselves been to daycare when you were kids? I did. I did it from ages three through third grade. How was that experience? Um, well, depending on where you went, like where I went, um, it a lot of us went to that daycare for like pre-K. And then from pre-K, we went on to kindergarten and elementary school. And I went with some of those kids all the way from daycare before public school even started all the way to graduation. And so like kind of having friends like lifelong was kind of cool. Um, but other than that, like, it, you know, it just it's nice to have friends like, you know, that they're going to be with you on certain days of the week. You can like be excited about it. Um, it's like school before school. I know that when my kids went there, um, it was cool because like having gone through it myself, I know that like, Hey, you're going to have a snack and you're going to have this. And like, there are certain smells that are going to trigger memories for you. Like I definitely had a lot of like, Oh, it smells like daycare lunch in here. Like, you know, hot broccoli and chicken tenders or something. Um, but since I did it myself when I was a little kid, I know that it, it can be a positive experience. So I had no problem sending my kids to do it too. And going off that, like my son, he was in a daycare too. And the same thing to where um, the same, even though there was kids from other schools and um, a higher grades in daycare, like after school daycare, I think when we was kids, it was called like latchkey or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so you know, just like they said, once um he has friends as like two grades above him and then the following school year you know he still played with him and stuff like that and then even this time we're um in japan right now same thing where he's been going to it and he he, he made friends outside of the school and higher grades and as long as they still go to the daycare he has additional friends besides the one he has at school that's pretty cool yeah, I definitely had friends that were of all different ages. And um, even like when I went into high school, there were kids that were older that, you know, were like juniors and seniors that knew me. Um, and so like coming in as in like an incoming freshman, you're always kind of like, oh, I'm kind of nervous about these new school. If you've got those friendships of somebody that's in a higher grade, then it's good that like you have somebody that can kind of show you the ropes and you don't have to feel so alone. That's cool. I mean, I was just kind of curious because me personally, I've never been to daycare. And so, like, I don't know, I, I appreciate it that I didn't have to deal with any of that other stuff, but I feel like kind of growing up, that was a hindrance to me, just like, it was kind of, at times for me, it felt hard to, like, interact with other kids, because I'm an also, I'm an only child. So, yeah, makes sense. Know, yeah. 
that, that's what I was worried about the most about my son because he's the only child. And for the longest time, my wife didn't work. So she was always at home. Okay. So we didn't pay for daycare. And that's what we was worried about till he went to daycare or he didn't go to daycare at first. He just went to school. So when he started kindergarten, that's what I was real. I was really worried about was he be able to function, you know, with kids, even though like that. But yeah, he's he's good to go. He playing Fortnite as we speak. <laughs> with the day kids from daycare. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, some from from his class and some from um, daycare. Okay, so I before we hop on to the movie, I want to ask a question. I guess it's more towards Anna because since you're in Japan, Matt, it's going to be a little different. But do you eat corn pops, Anna? I do. So uh, when's the last time you had some? Oh, it's been a minute. I bought them because of the Pokemon cards. Or. <laughs> I've been buying a lot of cereal lately just because of the Pokemon cards. I bought some Golden Grams that were the retro type. Not good. It tasted like really burnt Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But Pops, I mean, probably within the last year, definitely. I have had, so we bought some Corn Pops maybe two weeks ago. And they tasted a little bit off. Like something was off. Like maybe they just sat in on the shelf a little too long. So we bought another box last week. And they taste exactly the same. And I think that they've changed the formula because they taste bitter now, at least to me. Really? Yeah. I know that sometimes like they always taste kind of stale right out the box too. So I, I don't know, like corn pops are my favorite cereal. And I feel like I'm going to have to stop eating them because I don't like the the, the taste of them now. I, yeah. think you be- I think you're burying the lead, first of all. Why of all the cereals, why would Core Pops be your favorite? <laughs> That's like saying all the cereal, you know what my favorite is? Raisin Bran. <laughs> but Raisin Bran is actually really good. For old people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, what I'm saying. So like, old. why is, has Core Pops always been your favorite, even as a kid, or this is adult yeah. you saying this? As a kid. Why? Where, where's the marshmallows and the chocolates and all that stuff? No, 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 no. Don't attack Chad on this because my favorite cereal of all time, life cereal. Wait, what? You're, you're Mikey? Yeah. yeah, Mikey likes it. It's so good. Uh, I could eat that like every single meal if given to me. And I get mad because the boxes, like you have like gigantic family sizes of these other cereals. Then Quaker's like, no, no, no. You're going to have this tiny box. And <laughs> so then I have to buy two boxes. And then people are going to be like, wow, you really like that cereal? No, it's just because it only comes in these tiny boxes. But yeah, no, I really like that cereal. And like, I do like marshmallow cereals. I will take... And for fruity cereals, uh, fruity Dino Bites, I'm going to have to shout out for them because delicious. I grew up on Fruity Pebbles, but then I got poor whenever I left the house. So sign me up for those big bag cereals. <laughs> you hear that sponsorship? Send us some free food. Yeah, we'll, we'll plug anything you want. Anything. <laughs> we, we, uh, we will prostitute ourselves for y'all. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe that was a little too far. <laughs> but you know the general idea still stands yes. uh but that's okay so i do like marshmallow cereals like i like lucky charms i got a my wife bought me a bag of just the marshmallows mm-hmm. and it was a mistake oh yeah 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 i it, got um those mark lucky charms marshmallows at cold stone and a shake and i just kind of took two sips and i was like i'm done it's yeah. just too much 
Like that turned me off to Lucky Charms for a while because I was like, you think that this, like we all think, yeah, the marshmallows are the best part, but you need that, you know, <laughs> that cardboard brand taste to, you know, balance it out. Right. Or maybe we're yeah. just old now. I mean, I that it, too. Yeah. yeah. Lucky Charms used to be my favorite cereal as a kid. And now, well, I don't even eat cereal like that anymore, but it's not Lucky Charms. It wouldn't be anything sweet. It'll be... I don't know. I kind of rock with Cheerios for a while. Yeah, Cheerios are really good. The Team Cheerios are like the multigrain. Those are so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, I was at a grocery store like a couple weeks ago, and I love Frosted Flakes. And they had Zucaritas, which is just the Spanish version of Frosted Flakes. And I was like, they're great. And so they're bueno, because that was awesome. I would buy them again. And they literally are the same exact thing. It just had different packaging, but I was sold. What's the name of it again? Zucaritas. It's just, Zucaritas. I guess, whatever it stands. It's like same. It's got Tony. It was like Tonio El Tigre or something as the <laughs> character. And I was like, this is amazing. And so, yeah, if you see those at, at your Japanese grocery store, get them. <laughs> your local Japanese yes, grocery I, store. I, I, I keep my yeah. eyes out for, for that. <laughs> all right. So, you guys ready to do this? I think Matt's the most ready of all of us. <laughs> so, yes, I am. Today, we're going to be talking about Earwig and the Witch. She was witches dancing. Shameful fairy lies and gossip. Oh. Erica, you haven't ever wished a family would adopt you, have you? Nope. An orphan girl, Earwig, is adopted by a witch and comes home to a spooky house filled with mystery and magic. So before you share your thoughts on this movie, Matt, I have to ask both of you, dubs or subs, how did you watch this? I watched sub. I didn't know this. I I wish I would have, if I would have known this was uh, sub, I would have watched it subbed. Me too. I watched it dubbed and I was like, this is terrible. Is Everything yeah. is off. Yeah. I didn't know there was a sub one available. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, in the outline, I wrote this out as Anna taking the lead, but Matt sent me a message as soon as he finished this movie about his feelings on it. So, why don't you lead the charge? All right. I want to get this right, because I don't want to mince words. My exact words were to you. I said, this this movie really upset me. Hot garbage with a gif. And then I said... (laughs) Then I said, who recommended this? And you said you, and I gave you a slap gift. I was like, why (laughs) are you doing this? All right. There were so many things that was, I guess the question I want to know is, I guess, is there already a number two coming out? Um, So you want me to to dive into the trivia that I- Okay, well, okay, then no, not yet. Because that, the ending is something that you will see on a TV show. Also, I I I not, a, not a movie. So um, just want to remind everybody that on we used to talk about this at work. We come out swinging with spoilers. So sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Come on. It's episode two. Y'all should have known that by now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so my th- OK, I'm just because I just watched it like an hour ago. So, yeah, the ending <laughs> should have been the ending should have it ended like a TV show, not a movie. That's first. Yeah. Thing. And is Airwick? Who is the protagonist in this movie? Because all of them 
or not good. Nobody is to be liked except for Thomas. Okay. He's a yeah. cat. Okay, so first off, every story does not have to have a likable protagonist. Okay, well then everybody except for Thomas is trash in that movie. There's no, re- <laughs> you know I'm saying there's no redeemable qualities about anybody. So there's no need. I mean, it has to be at least one person for you to quote unquote root for or get on board with. So like me, there is no need for me to watch uh, the second one if it comes out because there is nobody in there I'm rooting for that I want to see do good. I want all of them to go down. Okay, so you're just going to discount Custard? Can I do my thoughts? Because I, I about feel to like this call out his name, but good. I won't do that. Yes, Anna, you go ahead. Okay, so first off, when Chad sent me the thing, I was like, oh, I'll watch it, I'll watch it, I'll watch it. So I finally watched it today. Um, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's, studio, it's Studio Ghibli. Love and that's, that. And, that's so, why, and so that is why much. I picked this movie, because I'm like, right. I know you like their movies. So I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. For the Anna episode, we'll have the latest Studio Ghibli movie because you know we're trying we're trying to hit people with the newest movies right now, right? Right. So first thing that came off to me was uh okay, it's Kiki circa 2020, 2021. Okay, okay. We, instead of it being like 80s based, and then that's where it's kind of stopped. You have the trope of the witch and the black cat you have that with kiki and Gigi. so i was already kind of disappointed because we already have a studio ghibli witch movie with a you know strong girl protagonist which is what he always does or what they always do for that but um i'm gonna have to say that erica comes off as a little bit of a psychopath and like the whole movie it seemed like it was like a studio ghibli plot with DreamWorks circa 2008 animation. I was just not here for it. Now that I know <laughs> that it was, that I was watching the dub, not the subbed, it makes way more sense. Cause I was like, this is terrible. The words are not matching up at all. Um, But my initial thought of like, whenever they had the mom come in, I was like, okay, okay. She's pulling her hair out randomly. And then she's like, oh, okay, BRB, witches are coming after me. Let me just drop my baby off at this long-term orphanage. And it, I was like, oh, oh, okay, that's it. And then, like, it seemed like it should have been more of, like, a series instead of a movie because it only got good in the last 15 minutes. So we don't want to talk about how that opening song slaps. We're, we're not going to... Oh, we're... no, it's real good. It's real good. That's the only redeeming quality of this movie is that intro song. But then another they thought, overplay it throughout the Then they overplay movie. it way too yes. much. And then um, I do have an issue how the matron thought that Earwig was too much of a name and then decided that custard was good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please tell me why that's like if I, of those two like and so like I, I thought maybe that there was going to be more to it than naming her Erica instead of Earwig and like they don't actually like refer to her as Earwig because at the very end the scary dude was like Deerwig and it's not even the same name. But you mean the Mandrake? Yeah, the Mandrake. Okay. But those are my initial thoughts. What about you? So um, I really wanted to say that I liked the movie, but the pacing was kind of off. There were parts where it felt like the movie was dragging, like when Earwig was agreeing to be the assistant. But to what end? She wanted to magically make people do what she wanted? Like, what, what was that about? Then there were parts where the movie just wanted to gloss over things. Like she discovered the band 
and you know and the three of them um the witch her mom and the mandrake were in a band together but we don't touch on that we don't learn why they broke up no one told her that that was her mom the story had a lot of holes and that's just making me say this is not a good movie um i mean we all we all agree this this was a bad movie like i feel like the movie should have chosen one thing and just stuck with it either the movie should have been her time at the orphanage or the movie starts with her being adopted and we know nothing else except that she's an orphan and we develop from there or something like i just don't understand why they threw so much into the movie and the story felt like it went next to nowhere yeah because um, there's no like there was no character development on either side i mean towards the end for the witch maybe she had character development she was uh whatever uh, do what I want you to do that she kind of been nice at the end but then that doesn't with Erica where she she was a b-word through the whole movie being she was just using everybody to get what she wants that's why and it's a you, psychopath right you would think that towards in the movie shoot like you'd be like oh well she'll learn the lesson maybe I shouldn't treat people like that but no she got her way at the end of the movie too so I was yeah. like what was the point of this you gotta she didn't learn any lessons you gotta understand like where she's coming from though like she was in her mind given up as a child as a baby like somebody's like I don't love you go away so why wouldn't she spend the rest of her life just trying to find love in different ways because she's not doing that where she's doing that at by trying to get people to do what she wants but she's not getting so, love that way. She's getting what she wants that way. Look, man, I'm trying to play armchair psychiatrist, all right? I'm coming but up with a, an alternate plot, though, for this one. So I'm going to go on a limb and say that the Mandrake's her dad. And then there was some drama because maybe they were in, like, a throuple. And, like, <laughs> they turned out that the main witch was not actually into chicks or something. And the red, because they said something about like, you have to do something with the order of the witches and how 13 witches were coming after her or something. But then you've got this other witch that was like a spare, like what's she doing with all of this? And then like, they obviously went into the orphanage knowing that it was the redheaded person's daughter. Right. Why would they, right. they're, cause like, they're like, that'll do. And I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. But it just didn't make any sense. And then there was a scene where, like, the mom and the mandrake were, like, going to make out in the car. And then the chick, like, hit a bump or something. And, and they're, like, just kidding. So, like, was there a romance there or is there not? If it was the father, like, wouldn't you think he would, like, care more? He calls her Deerwig. But, um, okay, are they going to tell her who the redhead is? And then at the very end, whenever they show up and, like, the redhead's there, you could tell that it was going to be it, like, that it, those who was with Custard at the end, and, like, why did he wait so long? And it just really just doesn't make any sense. Like, is Custard actually a familiar that just took hum human form for a second? Oh. I want to know way more about that aspect of it. You know what I mean? Because, like... Yeah. Um, she kept calling Thomas Custard that entire time. So in my brain, I keep thinking, okay, familiar, familiar, familiar. And like with a name like Custard, you're going to name your cat Custard. You're not going to name your cat Thomas. You know what I mean? So, so it's, you know, so in an alternate theory, the mom, you know, turned her familiar Custard into a real boy to watch over her daughter. Yeah. So they could be right there together. So we may not see that, or may he may have been added later because he's slightly younger, it seems. But then why was he with the mom? Like what? So those are the things like yeah. I could have added way more to the plot by adding these alternate realities. Like if that was her dad, super cool. Like, would she be able to have some sort of electricity power or something? Because if she's a witch, like she obviously has some innate ability to do something. 
But at the same time, like you need to have something that ties it all together. Like, is she there as a foster child? Is she adopted? Like, is she on some long-term care plan? They don't go into it. And they talk about how she's like feels like she's like a slave. So is this some sort of indentured servitude? Is it that she's a weird house slave, that she's bound to this house? Um, it didn't really quite make sense with that. I mean, most of the movie didn't make sense. But I I would like to, like, talk about the witch for a second and how I feel like that's really sad. Like, she's a witch and her life at this point like the only way she's getting by is by selling spells and potions to regular people like that is so sad and she's right and she's uh uh not under but the guy she's his oh yeah the mandrake's kind of like over her he does not yeah yeah, he does not like her at all so my thing is i think he was in love with the redhead and then he got second best and he was just like oh gross but it's just convenient. So there it is. Right. Because I have more sympathy for the witch than I do with anybody else on there. Because yeah. like you said, she's, you know, a witch. But like you said, now she's selling these. And that's another thing. I was like, when they was going through the, the, the spell book, I'm like, really? So my dog can win first place in the show and stuff <laughs> like that. I'm like, this, you, you know, you know, a witch. And these are things that you wishing for. So she stuck doing this kind of stuff, and then she got Mandrake yelling at her. Now you got this snotty nosed kid always up, a helping out what you what you needed to do and everything. So it was just, it was, yeah. I was just like, I was. I so could understand that a little bit though, because like in Kiki's delivery service that was made in like what the late eighties, mm-hmm. um, they were saying that witches were definitely like fewer and farther between. So maybe at this point now that it's in modern times, it's that like. Um, now it's more of like, uh, you do this, like a one trick type pipe pony thing. Like, you know, which is going to be able to help you out with X, Y, and Z. And then that's all they're good for. They're not going to be like, you know, revered. They're just going to be kind of somebody that is going to give you a quick benefit and like, don't do it for anything else. So it's not like a Disney witch. It's a, <laughs> a, a convenient witch. It's a convenient witch. Like somebody that can just help you. Like, you know, when you wish to be like, I wish I could do this, like a modern day genie that can help you do your one wish. Right. Okay. But now with all this material fleshed out, if there was a volume two, I would watch it for the simple fact that maybe in in volume two, they would, you know, be more detail oriented and answer some of these questions that we have. It said it was based off a book. I almost want to read the book, but then I would have to read the book. Um, so, Chad, <laughs> did you look at the synopsis of the book that it was based on and to see if there, anybody has already critiqued the difference between the two? Because that could probably you, answer a lot of the questions right there. So are you guys ready to transition into trivia? Uh, uh, yeah. Let me see. Do I got it? Is there any more anger I need to get off my heart? <laughs> uh, no, I think we covered everything. We can, we can transition. Okay, so let's actually open up with um, the trivia game, and then we will go into, like, the other things that I learned about this movie, okay? So the trivia game is Two Truths and a Lie. So I'm going to read three movie facts about this movie, one of which is true. Sorry, uh, one of which is false, two are true, okay? All right. So the first one is... um, the original book written by British author Diana Wayne, I'm guessing that's how you say her name, W-Y-N-N-E Jones, um, was um, the original book written by the, you know, the author of this book. She also wrote House Moving Castle 
and Kiki's oh. delivery service. All right. Japan will get a director's cut later this year with additional scenes to help the story. All right. Or Hayao Miyazaki considered making this his final movie. One he of those. One that. of those is false. The last one, his final movie. And I don't think it's his final movie. I okay. So you I say, say I said considering because uh, I guess rollback. So his son directed this movie. Yes. Okay. So the first one is the author of Earwig wrote House Moving Castle and Kiki's Delivery Service. The second one is Japan will get a director's cut of this movie. And the third one is Miyazaki. I was considering making this his final movie. One of those is false. I'm going with the uh, director considering his final movie is false. I'm going to go with the second one that Japan's going to get a cut. That is funny. Both of you are wrong. Dang it. <laughs> okay, so the original book uh, was written by, you know, Diana Jones. Uh, she wrote the House Moving Castle series, and apparently there's three books in that series, but she did not write Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, boo. Japan. I know why. Because it's good. Kiki's Delivery Service is really good, and I think it is based on a different it, it book. Is based on, it is based on a book. But, yeah, no, okay, yeah. So, what more context would be so originally so this is actually a tv movie and so originally this aired on um nk nhk general tv in japan do you have that channel matt Mm -hmm. this aired in japan december 30th on television uh the movie will be released theatrically in japan on april 29 2021 this version will include some scenes not shown on the tv version um and as for the last one Miyazaki was considering making this his final movie um this is the quote we're um we're going to do how do I live but Earwick is interesting too it's a project that suits our time we decided to let Giro his son do it as a result he provided no help (laughs) he provided no help to his son nor did he provide any seasoned animators and was sat up with a team with no experience with 3D animation. <laughs> it shows. So here's another fun fact. Um, the the audio book for Earwig and the Witch is 10 minutes shorter than the movie. Okay. Um, Maybe it's because they didn't play the song so much. <laughs> what do you guys think the IMDb for this movie is? What's it out of? Out of 100. So uh, the IMDb, uh, not the IMDb. I'm sorry, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, twelve percent. Twelve. Okay, I don't know. Uh, ten. Thirty-three <laughs> percent. Still not good. Right. Okay. So <laughs> this movie takes place in the UK in the '90s. So close to you know Kiki's in the '80s. 80s. Um, the end credits feature a montage of still uh, illustrations done in traditional pencil and ink style, unlike the preceding 80 minutes of CG animation. These static drawings show events that happen at the end of the movie. A similar technique was done in an earlier Ghibli movie, My Neighbor Totoro. And one of them, in one of the scenes at the, in the end credits, Earwig is watching on her brand new TV another Studio Ghibli animated movie, Howl's Moving Castle, you know, because the author. Is the same author. Um, I got three more fun facts for you guys, and two of them you guys actually care about. So the worldwide gross of this movie 
theatrical gross was $347,000 because we live in COVID times, but they still release this in theater in, in some countries without HBO. Um, in regards to this being, there being a sequel, in his Deadline interview, in terms of his next project, Kiro Miyazaki remains undecided. I've heard a lot of people who've seen this movie saying, are you making a sequel? And that's a little troubling to me, the director deadpans. It took four years to make this film. And when you think of spending your next four years doing a sequel, well, it's appealing. I'm not that young. While it's appealing, uh, while it's appealing I'm not that young. So I would rather spend my time doing something challenging, he adds, something new. So there will not be a sequel. Um, the, our biggest issue with this movie is that the author died before this book was finished. And basically this was an outline and her estate put it out. So that's why it feels like the movie oh. is like missing a lot of stuff. And I guess, oh, okay. I guess out of respect for the author, he didn't make that many liberties with the story. But like, I don't understand how you couldn't see like, there is so much missing from this story, you know? Right. Yeah. All right, well, now, that makes sense now. So like, but I then, had mixed feelings. Product, <laughs> though, if it's a bad product, like, why would you even want to just put it out there? There are so many other good projects you could have done. Like if your dad is basically mm, yeah no the dude that knows how to make movies is basically like yeah this is terrible uh yeah i guess you can put your name on it but like not really uh that should be a, like a big red flag he was just trying to impress his dad <laughs> i mean he failed clearly because no one likes this movie but you know and the funny thing is they haven't closed theaters down in japan really they're open Okay, well, you're going to go see the director's cut next month? I can't go, but they can go. I see, I see, yeah. I see. Yeah. Japanese people only, huh? Yep. That's weird. I mean, he's not, you know, I mean, he, he's a, basically a visitor in the country, you know? Right. I mean, because we have, where I work at, we have rules of what we can do. Like, they're not banning us. Like, the Japanese are not banning us. It's just oh, where I, I work at. They have rules of where we can and cannot go. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it's rough times during COVID, you know? Right. Yeah. So, Anna, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Because we're going to wrap this thing up. What do you mean? Do you have a social media you want the people to get out there on? Or you have an Etsy account where you're going to be <laughs> selling things at? Yeah, you're going to be selling your cross stitches? No. I mean, I do have an Etsy shop and all of that, but that's way too much time and effort and i'm just trying to survive at this point so maybe come check back in in a year or five or never i don't know i'll let you know aren't we all just trying to survive yeah all right but if i did start an only fans page i'll let you two know first i promise okay okay (laughs) yeah no that's not happening Okay, so we hope that um, you all rate and review the podcast on various platforms that it is on at this point in time. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on as a guest, Anna. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do this again next week. So please tune in, folks.
catchy catchphrase. I saw, I saw I you, like, th- I saw you thinking in your brain here, <laughs> right? I, and the only thing I could think of was a uh, Ricky and Morty when he was like, you know, he had a catchphrase. I'm like, he, uh, he's like, that's not your catchphrase. He had random words as his catchphrase. That's what I kept thinking of. I'm loving like, dong. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But I was like, nah, that's probably copyrighted. I don't want to say that. 